The Meddlesome Meeples present The Quest Report with Matt and Richard. Hello and welcome to The Quest Report. And this time we're going to talk about Discworld and Morpork. So, Matt, can you tell us how the game is played? Uh, yep, this is essentially an area control game, mm-hmm. which is card driven. So, the way this works, each player uh, will be secretly dealt one of seven identities, mm-hmm. although one of them, Chrysoprace, is taken out if it's a two player game. Okay. So, it's a two to four player game. Um, the seven different personalities that you might be secretly dealt gives you your objective for the game, your mm-hmm. way of winning. So three of those are effectively the same. There is uh, Lord Salachi, Lord Lord Rust, and Lord De Word. Oh the yeah. Of times. William De Word's William dad. William De Word. Dad. Yeah. So there is these three lords, and mm-hmm. it's very thematically based. The various objectives for these. Right. So for each of the uh, various personality cards. So in the case of Salachi, Rust and the Word, mm-hmm. each of these are trying to control parts of Ankh-Morpork. Pork. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter which part, it's just how many uh, territories that they control. So they have to have the most minions in Most that minions in one territory to claim control of it. Mm-hmm. And it's not limited to minions because your buildings uh, count. So it's mm-hmm. effectively just whoever's got the most pieces in one particular territory mm-hmm. has control of it. So if it's a two-player game, they've got to control seven areas. If it's a three-player uh, three game, they've got to control five areas. And in a four-player game, they've got to control four areas. And right. all of these objectives aren't at the end of your turn. You can't just say, well, I've just got my you know seventh one and now I'm, I've won. It's at the beginning of your turn. So right. if at the beginning of your turn you've completed an objective, you can show your personality card and you win the game. And this is one of the main things about this game that sets it apart, really, is that your objectives are secret. Yeah. So part of it is trying to guess which of these secret personalities, because to the back of them it's just like a mystery guy, mm. isn't it? So you're trying to guess what the others might have and what they're, by what they're doing, basically. Yeah. You kind of guess... Who they might be. I think there are. I mean, there are plenty of other games that with like hidden objectives. Mm-hmm. But what's quite unusual in this is because you've got to make sure you've completed your objective when your turn starts. Mm-hmm. You can't just go around to your turn and go, well, "I'm really close, so I've got to go all out." You know, in some games, you mm-hmm. you see people and they you know they're about to win because they've on their on a turn they've suddenly gone crazy and they've taken territories all over the place. Yeah, you can tell. And you what know they're, what they're gonna what, what they're, they're doing. Trying to do. On this, it's a little bit more subtle because you if people know even if you've accomplished your, your objective you can still end up having a territory taken yeah. away so at the start of your turn you've you've lost that sort if of thing. you just got one minion yeah. and a lot of territory they'll just take them back yeah. quite easily that's yeah. right so that's uh those three that's lord salachi lord the word and lord oh, right so these lords okay. then you've got lord veterinary whoa the tyrant of ankh Morpork. yeah he's who amazing. is amazing in the books <laughs> now with veterinary he's not trying to get control of this of lots of territories but it's again it's more thematic to the way he rules Ankh-Morpork Pork. Mm-hmm. so he's trying to get his minions in a certain number of territories mm-hmm. not to control but effectively just to keep his information flowing right, they're like yeah. his agents because he's a very pragmatic tyrant yeah isn't he? Okay. he wants yeah. the city to work and you know he wants to know exactly what's going on preferably before it happens mm. yeah <laughs> <laughs> um it's one of the things in one of the little phrases in one of the books, isn't mm-hmm. it? That um, you know, some some tyrants manage to know, you know, what's going to happen. Before you know, 
very shortly after the event, some even as it's happening. Lord yeah. Vetinari considers both of these to be lacking in ambition. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so for Lord Vetinari, he is trying to have minions in a certain number of areas now with two players. That's 11 territories. Mm -hmm. Three players, it's 10 territories. And with four players, he's got to have minions in at least nine territories to win. Yeah. Then there's Chrysoprace the Troll. Yes. Mr. Chrysoprace is very upset. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to hear that. You don't want to hear that from, <laughs> from one of Chrysoprace's trolls. Though he is a legitimate businessman. I, obviously, yeah. Yeah, he, we, and mean... we wouldn't want to imply... It, it, the Medicine Meeples do not endorse any negative views of Chrysoprace. It has to be... Stated, no, 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 and he will be getting his protection money. <laughs> yeah, he will be getting his protection money promptly. And yeah. can I please have my daughter back? <laughs> <laughs> so, for, if you're playing as Chrysoprace, I actually think he's probably the toughest one to play as, and mm. I'll tell you why in a minute. But he, at the start of your turn, you've got to have a combined wealth of 50 Ankh-Morpork-ian dollars, which doesn't right. sound a lot, but a dollar is a lot of money in Ankh-Morpork-ian And money. that doesn't change with the how many no. characters, how many So whether that's three players or four players, uh, that doesn't change. And that can be in, in dollars in front of you, it can be in, uh, in buildings you own on the board. Mm -hmm. The thing is, buildings can be lost during the game, but I do think that, I mean, I've played this game many, many times. It is the most difficult objective to accomplish right. um, so that's him then you've got Dragon King of Arms now yeah. do you remember Dragon King of Arms from um, no, Feet of Clay I remember I really liked Feet of Clay but it was years ago that I read it Dragon yeah. King of Arms uh, was the guy that dealt with all the heraldry and maintained the records of the lineages of the right. city yeah I've got the uh, picture of when uh, Vimes went to him yeah, yeah. Okay. he went goes a couple of times it didn't go well he, didn't he like He's not the one that um, poses all the animals, actually. Like, yeah. has them well, all there. He's got all the animals, like the Yankmopo, the royal hippos. So he, the... he doesn't just imagine them. He <laughs> actually like, makes them do the things. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> that's Dragon King of Arms. Now, again, this is very thematic. If you're familiar with uh, Feet of Clay, without going into spoilers, Dragon King of Arms is basically trying to create unrest in the city um, so that people will go, we want a king! And this is one of the recurring themes of the early City Watch novels, wasn't there? That someone well, was trying yeah. to cre uh, create a situation to, to get a, is a king. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But in each case, though, although that's in, there's three books, isn't there? Mm -hmm. The first three uh, City Watch books all revolve around this idea of uh, creating this va power vacuum or this situation mm. where people will say, we need a king to save us. Yeah. And in only one of those cases are they thinking of uh, the king in the watch. Yeah. In the other two, they invent their own kings. Yeah. But anyway, we're, we're going off topic. Sorry. Um, it's because we love the Discworld. So the Dragon King of Arms is trying to get these eight trouble markers. Now, trouble markers go on the board through various means. Um, yeah, there are the special ability of one discs. of the. Yeah. yeah there's a special ability of one of the buildings. So if you've got the right building, you can start putting these down. But also, they appear as minions go into territories where there's other minions so they can get caused by people wanting trouble to happen or if you move a minion where there's already a minion yeah. then trouble will just happen anyway yeah so, yeah so and certain effects will cause you to put trouble markers down as well mm -hmm. so so they will appear but it's getting eight of them to appear that's the tricky part and, and again that doesn't change how down, many players in the game people might know that you might be dragon king of arms <laughs> <laughs> they might they might get that idea mm. and then of course there is commander vimes 
Samuel Vimes of the Watch, old Stoneface. Stoneface. Yeah. Don't now, that. <laughs> in again, this is very thematic. Mm. He um, wins if the game if that you get a deck of cards that you, everyone's drawing from right. on their turn. If that deck runs out and no one else has won, yeah. he wins the game. So basically, so he's kept the peace. He's kept the peace. <laughs> the so he's time. effectively trying to stop anyone else from getting a power grab. Anyone else from causing unrest? Mm. Uh, anyone else from becoming too powerful? Which that, is the kind of thing that you would do. Which, yeah, yeah, exactly. You yeah. know, so all of these different roles and ways to win are very, very thematic. Mm. Beyond that, and playing to your personality card, the the game itself is the same for each other player in the sense that um, you have a hand of cards. Yeah. You can if you go below five, you draw up to five, but you can have more than five in your hand, right. um, and you just play cards, and that the symbols on the card will tell you what that card does, and you can play more than one if you play the right cards that link together, and right. some cards let you play other cards, and all sorts of different things. And the cards are mostly people, aren't they? A lot people of them are and people and places. Yeah. Um, so that's very thematic as well. That's thematic. Now. Some of these, so the cards might tell you to put a minion on the board. They might give you an opportunity to buy a building, mm-hmm. uh, which will give you different powers and effects. Uh, it might allow you to assassinate another minion, remove a minion, move a minion. It might get, let you remove trouble markers. It might let you draw all the more cards, discard cards, you take money. You have to have enough dollars as well, don't you, for a yeah. lot of these things. So that's pretty cool as well. You have your cards, but then you also got your little pile of dollars. Yeah, so it nice. could be that you can have an interrupt card that will stop someone else's card from taking effect. It well, yeah, could be a card that lets you play another yeah. card. It could be an unseen university card, which allows... Uh, chaos to happen. Yeah, there's these chaos cards, and that can be like floods or something. Or earthquakes. Yeah. They're generally pretty bad. Yeah. Um, but it might be that it's bad for other people and good for you. So that's what you hope. That's yeah. what you always <laughs> hope. So the actual gameplay is really simple. I mean, I've introduced people to this game, and they've got it pretty much straight away. I don't think that this is a game that you have to like the theme to enjoy. Probably not. But it's hard to say though because like we played it after having read all the Discord books yeah. anyway. So. But I did. I mean, I got I've got quite a number of people to play this with me, mm. and some of them like the Discworld. Some of them don't know anything about the Discworld. There are others. I mean, I've got it. Got one person to play it with me, and he hates the Discworld. Genuinely hates the Discworld, and it took me ages to That's get him to agree odd. to try this game. It's kind of odd that you kept trying to get him to try it. Well, the thing is, I knew that he'd love the game itself. So right, I knew okay. once he tried it, he'd really enjoy it. And that's exactly what happened. When he did try it, he actually said, you know what, I really enjoyed that. And he was quite happy to then play it again. Mm. You know, and... I've never known anybody to hate Discworld because it's like if you've taken the trouble to read any of it or if you know anything about mm. it and you're going to kind of like it, um, I can't really see why people wouldn't. But also if... I can only see people being indifferent to it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, I think he, I don't think he enjoyed the humour in it. Right. It's not his style of humour. But I think also he probably picked the book up expecting it to be a more serious science fiction, sorry, more serious fantasy book. Right. And it wasn't. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I think that just coloured his his views of it. So right. he didn't uh, he didn't like it. Okay. But he ended up at, rather than just not liking it, he ended up absolutely hating it. But as I say, once he played this, mm-hmm. he actually really enjoyed it. I think right. it's one that if you don't like the Discworld stories, the the game itself is strong enough 
that you you were still going to enjoy this game. But yeah. I think if you like the Discworld or have some knowledge of the Discworld, mm-hmm. you'll get so much more out of this. Yeah. Because you've got the the various, as you say, the cards are people, they're places. And sometimes mm. it's like, oh, great, you know, I've got uh, Angua, I've got Nobby Nobs or the Pink Pussycat Club or, you know, Gimlet's Foul Dwarf, Ron. Delicatessen, <laughs> Foul or Ron, yeah, Cut Me Own Throat, Gas Dibbler. Food. Yeah, you know, well uh, people pull a card and get the peeled nuts and just start <laughs> yeah. laughing. You know, it's it's a game that if you if you know what the reference is, you are going to really really enjoy and get a little kick out of pulling that card out and playing it. And even if you don't, it still as a game looks great and plays great. It's simple to learn. It's fast. You can easily have the game of this completed in around 45 minutes if everyone knows how to play it. Yeah, actually, when we played it last, and the thing I really liked about it is that you and Heather knew it so well. Mm. It, it, the game just went really, really quickly. I mean, I it's been it had been a while since I'd played mm. it, so I had to kind of pick up the rules again. Mm. But because you guys were just so confident with it, that happened really fast. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that it was a really good game. Um, and it works with yeah. gamers of all different skill levels I find whether you are relatively new to gaming mm-hmm. you, you'll be able to understand this and work this out and uh, and enjoy it and if you are quite an experienced gamer there's still so much to love about this game and to enjoy mm-hmm. I think one of the things that I like and I do like it when games do this is that you get your little um, reference sheets as well which tell you um, on one side in this case it tells you what each of the symbols on the cards do so you can uh, check that out before your turn. You've also got a list of uh, the personality cards, so you know what objectives there are, so you can try and work out what other players are doing. Yeah. And the city area cards. Now, the city areas, uh, each one has... You can build one building in a city area. Only only one person can have a building in a city area. Mm. But then, for having that building, you get the, the card, and it gives you an ability that you can use every turn. So you have a reference of what the buildings so, do on so here. So you can kind of look at these and go, oh, right, so I'd like that ability, so I'm going to try and get to that location and build a, a, build a, a building there. And to build a building, you need to not have a trouble marker there. You can't have well. a trouble marker, and you've got to be able to afford to pay for the building. And yeah. you've also got to play a, build, play a card with the building symbol on it. Yeah, to actually do the action actually... of the building. Yeah. Right, okay. So... You can build a uh, building in an area you don't control, as long as no one else has got a building there and there's no trouble marker. So this is a game, as I say, that, I mean, for me, this is one of my top games. Mm. Um, I don't really make, like, top 10 lists or anything like that. I think I once did a top 20 list, and this was most definitely in there. Mm. Um, And it's a game I can always get excited about playing. So one time we're going to do a comparison of different Discworld games, aren't we? Yes, because... If you like the Discworld, there are five different Discworld games. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the Discworld Outmore Pork. Mm-hmm. There's Thud, yeah. which is derived obviously from the game the, the, from the book Thud. from the book Thud and the game they're playing in. So there. that's like rather than being a board game based on Discworld, it's a board game from Discworld. Yeah, basically. So. Basically, mm-hmm. uh, there's a little puzzle game called Clax, right, which is yeah. uh, like an abstract game where you're trying to get you effectively get your messages from one side to the other 
It's like a semaphore internet instead yeah. of world. It is a really weird thing. It it's is. Uh, but it's also the subject of quite a number of, of stories or features mm. strongly in a number well, of the, the later stories. Well, it becomes more advanced as yeah. the books go along, which is an amazing thing for a fantasy book, I think. Then there's two other games. There's The Witches. Right, yep. And the f- the, f- the other game is Guards, Guards. Oh, right, Guards, Guards. Right, yeah. Which is where um, it's not as strongly themed. It's just... We like, have played that, haven't we? Yeah. yeah. It seemed a bit more like the early Discworld books rather than the Guards, Guards mm. and those the City Watch I books. I don't really know why it was called Guards, Guards. It could have been anything. I think it yeah. was just... This is a bit more Guards, off. Guards than that. And yeah. Like, more pork should have been called Guards, Guards. <laughs> 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 yeah. Although... In a way, I mean, this—the name of this really sums it up because it is Ankh Morpork. You've got all these different factions and different elements all trying mm. to do their own thing in their own way of getting power, or in the case yeah. of better not, uh, um, Vimes mm. to stop other people getting power. Mm. And it's just so well themed that it really—I mean, obviously we've got to play some of those other games because we've not played all of the Discworld games yet. No, not all of them. But, I mean, as I say, this is just one of my absolute favourite games. It's just such a shame it's so hard for people to get these days. Is it? Yeah, it's... Um, there, there are copies that go for, on, go for sale. But, I mean, I bought that from my uh, local game store a few years ago for, like, Supporting the local game store. Chimera in Nottingham. <laughs> uh, I'm not getting any money for that, so... <laughs> It is a good shop, but it's a good shop, and I've I love going there. As well. yeah. yeah, and yeah, that's it. I take other people there, so you know I'm kind of sponsoring them. <laughs> um, but Chimera, I got this for uh, about thirty quid from there, and I've seen that's it amazing. go lately for seventy, sixty pounds, seventy pounds, wow. second hand. Yeah, you know, mm. so it is an in-demand game, and it's not particularly cheap by comparison to what it was originally. But by current prices and what you get for your money, for the fun value of this, for the pl- replayability of this... So fun this per is, pound. Yeah. Fun <laughs> per pound. FPP. It's got an FPP quite high. Yeah. <laughs> this is quite high on the FPP chart. Hmm. You know, as I say, I, this is just a game I can't recommend enough. What's your final thoughts on this one, Richard? Uh, yeah, well, similar to you, I haven't played many of the Discord hmm. games. Um, but this is definitely... One of the best ones out of all of... Well, it is the best one out of what I've played of Discworld. And, yeah, I um, I did enjoy it as a game. Mm. And the theme does make it a lot better. Mm. So, I can't really say whether, if it had a different theme, I would like it just as much. Um, but I think it's just so intricate to it that mm. it doesn't really matter. And, um, yeah, if there's going to be a game based on Discworld... I would want it to be like this mm. with very minimal kind of what you need to place on the board. It, it just uses mm. meeples and stuff. And then a little bit more about the cards. I mean, just having a stack like this of cards all being different characters and places yeah. from Discworld is just amazing. Yeah. And to be able to actually have some kind of strategy about how mm. you use it um, just makes it all, all the more fun. So, mm. yeah, definitely... Um, I love Discord anyway, but this is definitely um, a good way of turning that theme into yeah. a board game. So, and Ankh-Morpork is such a good city anyway. Yeah. I mean, so many stories <laughs> happen there. I mean, mm. for a while when I was reading the books, I thought they seem to focus on Ankh-Morpork a lot, and it's just that it feels like your home city yeah. of the Discworld, doesn't it? Really, and 
So although Vince Wynn goes travelling all all different places, you do think of Ankh-Morpork as being home. Mm. So uh, even though it's a very grotty and <laughs> crime-ridden <laughs> place, but you know that but just makes it, for a fun game. But it's Ankh-Morporking gr- and Ankh-Morporking grime, and <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, uh, all the roads lead away from it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I would recommend uh, this one as well. Yeah. So, and on that note. Yeah, I'm even wearing my hat in honour of Pratchett today. Yes, yeah, that's it. So, yeah, we've already done some recording today while Matt was wearing the hat, and I'm not taking it off. No, I, I didn't really like to mention it before. So, yeah, good, good that you've brought it up. So, yeah, <laughs> this is his uh, tribute to Terry Pratchett wearing the hat because he couldn't grow the beard on such short notice. No, I only had a few hours. <laughs> okay. Farewell, Questa. To find out about other productions by the Meddlesome Meeples, then check out our channel or rendezvous with us at meddlesomemeeples.com. Until next time, Questa, farewell and keep thine axe sharp. <laughs>